It is Monday, August 10th, 2020, and you are tuned into Dirt Tracker Daily. I'm Justin Fiedler. It was a wild weekend at Cedar Lake for the USA Nationals. More on that in a minute. Brandon Overton won the weekend opener on Thursday, which we talked about last week, and that set up Friday where two rounds of heat races and a dash would set the lineup for Saturday's feature and B-mains. When it was all said and done Friday night, Billy Moyer had earned the pole for the 100-lap USA Nationals feature with Brian Shirley starting to his outside. A pair of B-mains on Saturday, each sending six cars to the feature set the remainder of the USA Nationals lineup. Those B-mains were won by Chad Mader and Stormy Scott. At the green flag of the 50,000 to win feature, it was all Hall of Famer Billy Moyer who grabbed the early lead. Uh, there were early problems for second starting Brian Shirley and that like Kyle Bronson into second uh, and Brandon Overton into third. Later, a caution-free slowing Ashton Winger gave Overton the opportunity he needed with him sliding past Bronson into second on the restart. Out front though, it was all Billy Moyer in the early going. As the race approached halfway, Overton and Tyler Erb battled for second with Erb briefly getting the spot, but Overton was strong and he was able to get back into second. He then set off after Moyer with the leaders working lap traffic. Overton caught Moyer and the two battled for several laps before Overton took the lead on lap 44. It wasn't a great night for Jimmy Owens. Uh, he's been obviously really dominant this season like we've talked about. He started six but slowly fell back through the field and ended up out of the race with 34 laps remaining with a mechanical issue. Behind the leaders, several drivers made big moves through the field, and one of those was Bobby Pierce. After starting 28th because of a penalty, Pierce was knocking on the door of the top five with the race inside 30 to go. Pierce was banging the boards, and he ran Tyler Erb down for fifth with around 20 laps left. The two made contact, or nearly made contact, on several occasions over the next few laps, with Erb finally getting turned around with 15 laps left in the feature. And then the craziness started. Under the caution, Erb turned Pierce around and then proceeded to drive backwards around the track to find Pierce to continue his retaliation. Herb ended up nose to nose with Pierce, shoving Pierce's car backwards. There were then crew members and officials on the racetrack with an official eventually getting knocked over by Herb's moving car. When Herb finally parked his car in the infield, he then got into it with series officials before his car was finally towed away and Herb was escorted from the racetrack. Regardless of what side you find yourself on here, whether you're an Herb person or a Bobby Pierce person, for several minutes, it was absolute insanity from Herb. It was a complete and utterly embarrassing display of behavior. Um, something that you just cannot have. Um, this was not the first incident of the weekend from Herb. Uh, going back to Thursday night, he turned leader Ryan Gussin in a heat race. There was also contact Saturday with Gordy Gundaker. Um, there will no doubt be severe, uh, severe penalties for Herb going forward. There is absolutely no place in motorsports at any level um, for behavior like that. So he will deserve everything he gets going forward. Back to the racing. Under that same caution, disaster struck for Brandon Shepard, who had been running second. Uh, smoke was seen from his car, and later he was pushed to the pits when his machine wouldn't fire. On the restart, Overton continued to lead and he drove away over the final 15 laps to win the $50,000 USA Nationals. Rick Eckert finished second, Jimmy Mars was third, Scott Bloomquist went 19th to finish fourth, and Billy Moyer finished fifth. Ricky Weiss was the night's hard charger going from 25th to finish sixth. Leaving the weekend, even with Shepard's issues, he still maintains a 234-point advantage over Weiss in the standings. The World of Outlaws Late Model Series is back in 10 days at the Lincoln Speedway in Pennsylvania. If you want to see more about the Herb Pierce uh, situation, Dirt on Dirt has a bunch of videos, um, and then also Flow Racing as well, and then Dirt Vision has the highlights of that whole thing as well if you want to see that. Uh, moving over to the World of Outlaws Sprint Car Series, the Ironman 55 weekend opened Friday night at Federated Auto Parts Raceway at I-55. Sheldon Hoddenshield entered the weekend as the defending Ironman 55 winner, and he picked up where he left off last year. He was second in qualifying, won his heat race and the dash, which put him on the pole for the feature. On the start, Brad Sweet was actually able
able to lead the first lap, but Sheldon was good and took over to lead lap two. Through the first half of the race, the battle out front between Sweet and Hoddenshield was tight, but after a midpoint restart, Hoddenshield was able to put a gap on the 49. 17 drove away over the final laps to win over Sweet, Rico Abreu, Donnie Schatz, and Logan Schuhart. David Gravel was notably absent for the night as he was up at Michigan International Speedway making his NASCAR Truck Series debut. He ended up 10th in that race. In his place, Parker Price Miller finished 9th in the 41. On Saturday for the Ironman show, there was weather in the area and the night was actually under a rain delay at one point. They were able to get the full program in though and for the feature, it was Kyle Larson on the pole. Larson led the first four laps, but we saw something we haven't seen much with Larson this year on lap five. Somebody actually ran him down and took the lead from him and that somebody was third starting Jacob Allen. Allen took advantage of bobbles by both Sheldon Hoddenshield and Larson to make his way to the front. The 1A of Allen was good out front until the leaders caught lap traffic. Those lap cars allowed Shane Stewart to make his his way past both Larson and Allen to take the lead on lap 18. Stewart then quickly gapped the field while Larson, Allen, and Hoddenshield battled for second behind him. There was a big moment for Larson on lap 33 when Rico Abreu made a move into turn one for the second spot. Rico tried the slider, but Larson was low to try and block the move. Rico was already committed though, and Larson got fed the right rear. The contact nearly sent Larson around, but he recovered and only fell back to fourth. Larson made his way back to second with 14 to go though, and then the battle for the lead was on. Larson closed on Slewer. Stewart and a slide job into turn one with nine laps to go got Larson back to the point. He then held on over the final laps to take the $20,000 Ironman 55 victory. Sheldon Hoddenshield finished second, Shane Stewart third, Rico Abreu fourth, and Donnie Schatz finished in fifth. Following the two nights, the points battle still very tight at the top. Brad Sweet still leads by 20 points, but Schatz and Schuhart are now tied for second. Carson Macedo is fourth, only 76 points out, and Sheldon Hoddenshield is 80 back in fifth. Through 29 features, we've had 10 different winners in 2020 with Brad Sweet leading the way with seven wins. Logan Schuhart and Kyle Larson both have five apiece. Sheldon Hoddenshield continues his strong 2020. With the win Friday and the second Saturday, he now has 21 top 10 finishes in the last 23 races, which also includes 13 top five runs and those two wins. Next up for the Outlaws is the one and only weekend in Knoxville, which starts Thursday. We'll certainly talk about that more as the week goes on. The other big event happening over the weekend was the 360 Knoxville Nationals. Friday night, it was Linton Jeffrey winning the second prelim night feature over Brian Brown and Sawyer Phillips. That set up the remainder of the field for Saturday's finale. Kerry Madsen and Joey Saldana were together on the pole for the 30th running of the 360 Knoxville Nationals. Last year's winner, James McFadden, had his night come to an end with a 14th place finish in the B main. At the green flag, it was Madsen to the point with Saldana settling into second. Saldana was quickly under fire, though, with Shane Golubic grabbing the second spot a few laps later. Out front, it was all Kerry Madsen over the 25-lap main event. He was never challenged for the lead and drove away to take the $15,000 win. Brian Brown had gotten to second late in the going, but he went up in smoke on the white flag lap, which gave Shane Golubic second. Corey Lyson hard charged from 15th to finish third. Brock Zierfoss was fourth, and Austin McCarl finished in fifth. It was a rough week for the USAC Midgets, only getting in two of the Eastern Midget Week races. On Saturday at Lenko's Clyde Martin Memorial Speedway, they were able to race for the finale, though. After a couple of early issues in the feature, it was Tyler Courtney grabbing his third win in four races with the series. He got by Tanner Carrick on lap 14 and drove away to win over Buddy Kofoid, Cannon McIntosh, Tanner Carrick, and Tanner Thorson. Leaving Eastern Midget Week, Chris Wyndham's points lead now is down to 31 points over Courtney. Buddy Kofoid is third, Tanner Thorson fourth, and Cannon McIntosh in fifth. 
It's going to be a great run to the finish here this season with the USAC Midgets. Obviously, with uh, Tyler Courtney catching fire here lately, that championship battle is super tight now. Next up for the USAC Midgets is a special non-points event on the pavement at Luke Soul Raceway at Indianapolis on August 22nd. Speaking of USAC, the Silver Crown Series had their first 2020 race on Sunday at Sealands Grove Speedway. CJ Leary started on the pole, and he was dominant out front for most of the 74-lap feature. Behind him, though, Shane Cottle had an up-and-down night. Cottle started 23rd and was working his way forward before a flat tire forced him to the work area near the midpoint of the race. He then drove all the way back through the field and took the lead coming to the white flag. He held off CJ Leary over the final lap to take the win. Leary was second, Kyle Robbins third. The Silver Crown Series is back August 15th at the Salem Speedway. In US MTS competition over the weekend, Tanner, Tanner Mullins won a wild one on Friday night at Humboldt Speedway over Darren Fuqua and Terry Phillips. And Derek Ramirez won Saturday at Lucas Oil Speedway over Jason Hughes and Terry Phillips. Rodney Sanders Sanders continues to lead the series point standings. Other weekend open wheel winners include Cap Henry on Friday at Attica, Spencer Baston at Peebly with the Power Eye Midgets, Justin Sanders in 360 competition at Ocean Speedway, Cole Duncan Saturday at Fremont, Bud, uh, Bud, uh, Bud Kading, excuse me, won at Hanford, Danny Dietrich at Lincoln, and Brett Marks won his first race with CJB Motorsports at Port Royal. If you want to see more weekend winners, you can find those at tjslideways.com. Weekend late model winners include Jonathan Davenport at Ponderosa, Tanner English at Brownstown, Dale McDowell at Smoky Mountain, and Jared Miley at Erie Speedway. For more weekend late model resorts, visit dirtunder.com. Uh, let's take a quick look at the Dirt Tracker week, uh, week excuse me, the Dirt Tracker daily pay-per-view schedule. Uh, a bunch of stuff on the schedule today. Summer Nationals' action is back tonight at the Rock Island County Fairgrounds. You can watch that live on Dirt Vision. Flow Racing, besides USAC 24-7, has the Front Row Challenge from Oski tonight, which is 410 Sprint Cars and 305 Sprint Cars. They also have the Stock Car Shootout from RPM Speedway. And California IMCA Speed Week begins at Placerville Speedway. And then Speed Sport has uh, Street Stocks, Sportsmen, and Sharpshooters from Speedway 660. If you want to see that daily streaming schedule, you can find that at dirttracker.com slash watch tonight. Uh, uh, a bunch more racing this week. Uh, we'll talk about that again as the weekend goes on. It's going to be another busy week of racing. Should be a fun one. Uh, we'll talk about that more, like I said, as the week goes on. Uh, that's it for the show today. You can find Dirt Tracker Daily on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or where you get podcasts. Please subscribe and leave a review. You can also watch the show every day on YouTube and Facebook. You can email the show at info at dirttracker.com, and you can follow along at facebook.com slash dirttracker, twitter.com slash dirttracker, and the website itself, dirttracker.com. You can follow me personally on Twitter at Justin underscore and don't forget to sign up for the Dirt Tracker weekly newsletter on the site. Thanks everybody for tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow for more Dirt Tracker Daily.